Where's the beep beep? Yeah. <laughs> no beep beep. You, and then I was pissed. Welcome back to another episode on the Big Dang Podcast. <laughs> Happy New Year to everyone. Ooh, ooh. Here we go, 2021, and we're kicking it off with Matt Warnock. Pew, 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 pew. Little clank cheers. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So once today, again. oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like I live here or anything. <laughs> not at all. I had to fly you in from Chicago. Chicago. It's it's pretty windy there. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. So today we're actually gonna get into a lot about Matt, aka sonics okay as we know he's a music producer um so it's gonna be like a little bit of a different format but just gonna just truly interview sonics all right i'm ready my body my body is ready fabulous so why don't you just um just tell everyone about yourself you know where you're from how old you are uh born and raised in philadelphia spent some of my childhood in massachusetts um i am 30 years old uh i've been uh classically trained in music since age since the fourth grade um like you weren't like really born in philadelphia yeah i was well uh, Bryn Mawr Hospital, to be okay. specific. Okay. If we're getting if we're but, getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> well, more or less, like where you actually grew up, because there's so many people that like lived, like actually lived in Philly. You know what I mean? And we're born, but, and they're they're yeah. legit so, like, born. So where did you live? <laughs> where did I live? Live with your parents. So we grew up in. Um, Berwin, mostly. Ah. We lived in Paoli for like a year or two. Okay. While we were looking for a house. Um, but yeah, pretty much my entire... And my childhood home was actually down the street from where my parents currently live. Right. So, like, I would occasionally take walks around the neighborhood and I would see my old childhood home. And it's changed since, since wow. I was a little baby. Wow. Okay. Cool, yeah. So now I think a little bit more people, you know, in this surrounding area will kind of like, oh, yeah, Conestoga. Yeah, (laughs) Conestoga High School, uh, mainline, rich rich neighborhood, (laughs) I suppose, even though my parents are not rich. (laughs) There were some pretty rich people in my school, though, I'd have to say. Okay, cool. So... You mentioned, um, you know, you were classically trained um, since you were in the fourth grade, 10 years old. So how did you really 
get started with the music so that was the first instance or like what were you playing then as a kid to get started um well uh at every uh everyone in uh grade school at that age usually learns how to um play the recorder so the recorder was actually my first instrument ever um but what really started to um get me deeper into music is i was pretty inspired by my sister why are you laughing (laughs) (laughs) just like smiling (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) uh but no my sister and my sister was in uh she, she joined the choir in our elementary school yeah and um i really looked up to her so i wanted to do pretty much everything that she did um so i joined the choir and that's and that's where the snowball started to turn um is that a saying i mean snowballs turn when they roll down hills so (laughs) (laughs) like i've ever heard someone say that that's when the snowball started to turn it's kind (laughs) of like that's how the cookie crumbled (laughs) Well, but I'm not crumbled right now. No, I'm just saying is an alternative crumbling into greatness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say. (laughs) Whatever you say, Big Dane. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, as a... So when I went into middle school, uh, my sister also joined the choir there, so I joined the choir there. Um, And then when it came into high school, things started to pick up a lot. Uh, Music-wise... Um, I started doing uh, more of the choirs. I picked up uh, playing guitar. I learned to play the trombone, clarinet, um, bass guitar, drums, um, piano a little bit at that point. Um, And uh, I was also singing a lot too. Um, And like the musicals and stuff like that. And in high school was the point where I was first introduced to uh, music production software in a, ah. in a class called in a class called computers and music so let me just stop you right there if you don't mind so was this a class that you were able to select on your own or this was something like almost like a requirement or like a prereq to something else it was an elective um, you had to have so many music credits to graduate and you had to choose uh, a couple of music electives. Really? So many music credits to graduate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it because of what you were trying to do? or No, everybody Everyone did. had to have... Everyone had to have a certain amount. I had more than wow. enough. I had more than enough, but... That's very interesting. But there were... Uh, most people either took guitar class or the piano class or computers and music. Um, and I took all of them except for the guitar class because I already knew how to play guitar. Yeah. Um, and the computers and music one, um, this is interesting because the, the, uh, the teacher at the time teaches you how to create songs in GarageBand. Um, so that was my first, uh, first exposure to music production. Um, well, it was funny because... I think I think at this point I knew that something was going to come of music production because at the end of the class we had to 
the final assignment was we had to create a song or a piece of music and present it to the class. Oh. Um, and on the day of the final presentations, I didn't go first, but on the day of the final presentations, people were playing their songs and stuff like that. And I um, was getting a little embarrassed because everyone's tracks were like, okay, mm-hmm. but the song I made was actually really good. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to be an outlier. I wanted to be like, normal. I wanted to be normal because this is, this is, this is high school. You don't want to be a nerd or like an outsider. Well, I wouldn't say a nerd. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Bitches, like, watch out. But I was really shy back in high school too. So I was a little embarrassed because like my song was like really good. And then like I played it and the teacher was like was like wow man this is really good like like Hell blah, blah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what did you say like oh yeah i just it was a guy it, i just uh put it together 30 seconds pretty much said it like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i made a song half a song in like four hours yesterday <laughs> um well so so you you're able to present it in front of the whole class so what did the class think the class liked it um yeah i don't know i mean no one i I, before the presentation i was nervous that um that i was gonna get made fun of or whatever what just because it was was so out there it was so different so Um, what but after, but people were actually like, wow, that's good. Like, yeah, I like that a lot. Like, yeah, like people were giving a lot of praise. Well, plus, I mean, as far as a presentation goes, right? I mean, what you were literally just going like pressing play on a computer, yeah. Boop. Yeah. So basically, DJing. <laughs> You're pressing play. Here's my presentation. It was. I guess you could say that was my first exposure to DJing as well. Hmm. Um. Okay. So. Okay. So what about like further on? So that's how you got started and like in terms of So after high school, then what happened after high school? Oh. So I went to college and I didn't get involved in any of the music programs in college. I went to college for mechanical engineering, so something completely different from music. Um would you like to share where you went to college? Yes. I went to the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. Okay. Um, they did have music programs there that I could join, but I opted not to join them. And I regret that I didn't. I wish I did. Um, but I think I think when I went to college, I wanted to try a lot of new things. Um, so doing music was not one of them because that was something I was very familiar with already. Yeah. Um, so there was good and bad things to that, but I was really, I was, I was the kind of kid who was into trying new things a lot. Um, we know what that means. Lack of focus. (laughs) No, drugs. Uh, Oh, I'm kidding. kidding. I was actually very anti-marijuana in college (laughs) and drugs and stuff like that. That's that's another story. I have a lot of, a lot of those um, stories. But so you, there wasn't uh, maybe like a club or something that was like music related, or you didn't even didn't really cl- cross your mind. Like 
No, I did consider joining. There was a drama club. There was choir. There was a bunch of other things. A drama club? Yeah, for musicals and stuff like that. Um, and they would do performances every semester. Yeah, but then how how would that ladder back up to your like music producing is what I mean. Exactly. So <clears throat> my decisions in college led me into more more um, professional music production. And how it happened was I had joined a fraternity and um, one of the brothers started playing some Skrillex songs on our um, house's PA system. And um, I'm like, I'm like, wow, like, what is this music? Like, this is crazy. Like, I like it. This and is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked it because I was really, I was like a Warped Tour kid at the time. <laughs> and I really was into like heavy metal music and stuff like that. But this was like electronic music, but heavy. And I'm like, I'm like, this sounds great. Sounds like Sonics. <laughs> Get it? Sonics. Yeah. But I really meant like Sonic the Hedgehog and like you know, the old school games, like some of those electronic sounds, I feel like come out in the EDM music. Yeah, this is where the origin of the name Sonics comes from too, in college. Okay. So, um, after I started, I had exposure to Skrillex, I started to get into DJing, because I saw what Skrillex was doing DJing, and I started to DJ frat parties um, and then that escalated to a point where I wanted to learn how to make the songs that I was playing. So I'm like, what software is uh, Skrillex using? And he's using Ableton. And I'm like, well, I better learn how to use Ableton. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and as we're recording on Ableton right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and uh, so I picked it up and I started to learn how to use the software. Um, made like a couple of songs uh, that were pretty bad probably have them somewhere in my hard drive still um, uh, but the name Sonics the, the, the brand Sonics was eventually born uh, started to um, cook in that like towards the senior year of college and that name came from a nickname that um, the guys in the fraternity gave me. They would call me Boo Boo Sonics. What's the Boo Boo? Like, like, um, boo-boo. like Boo Boo the bear from uh, Papa Bear. What? The cartoon. What? Yeah. Was this a it's, local it's, cartoon in Johnstown? No, this is uh, yo. It's from Yogi Bear. Oh, Yogi Bear. Okay. Yeah. We didn't say Yogi Bear. Yeah, Yogi Bear. Boo Boo from Yogi Bear. Because Although there I was. I don't remember the characters. Because there was an older brother in the fraternity that they called Papa Bear. Mm. And they called me Boo Boo because I was like his. The baby. I was like his smaller version of him. Okay, so then, but like, where's Sonic's. Where is that coming from then? They just came up with it? They called me Boo Boo Sonics because of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Or something like that because I was like pretty high energy and I was all over the place all the time. I was a very busy person in college. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, you know, in my research, um, you know, 2014 was your first single, mm-hmm. Kill. 
right? Um, then you took a little bit of break, ski, you know, all right. Then you came out with six songs in 2016, one in 2017, and took another break, and then boom, 2019, fraction of the dot, what's up? And 2020, okay, three songs were released. Um, so having said that, I also noticed you know, your logo changed a little bit. It's a little bit different, and I think now a little bit more softer with the the font. So, what made you decide to change the logo up a little bit? Um, I would change it. So the first logo I came up with was cool, um, and one of my friends helped design it. And the reason I changed it at first is because it it was too it was too rough and um, didn't quite make sense. It was hard to read. And then the next logo I made was more modernized, mm-hmm. um, which was still hard to read. Which I actually liked that logo a lot, but it was still hard to read. Um, so then I reinvented it again a third time, which is the most recent. Um, and this one is uh, more legible and it's more unique and just kind of cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you could say <laughs> that when I made my first logo, I didn't know what I was doing. And by the time I was making my third logo, I knew what I was doing. So it was kind of like a transformation of the lessons I was learning over time. And so when like you that. first made it, you made it yourself? No, with the help of a designer friend. Okay. In my okay. fraternity. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, and I also want to correct something for the record. Um, you said uh, Kill came out in 2014, and yeah. there was like a break period. Yeah. I actually wasn't releasing music on Spotify. I was releasing music um, on SoundCloud, but there were like bootleg remixes and stuff like that. So they never made it to Spotify. So I never took a break in between those songs okay so we went over this before we start recording it just made me think about it and now here we are um so i guess through the journey at what point um you know kind of going to overlap a little bit what point did you say all right i want to kind of continue to to do this try to pursue it a little bit more what year would you say, or at what point were you like, yo? At what point was I like, yo? Yo, I'm <laughs> my good at yo, this my shit. yo moment. <laughs> <laughs> um. So definitely, right after college, I started to make songs that I was really passionate about. I knew I could make complete songs. And I got fired up about that. And I knew that this is something I wanted to do with my life um, just on how it made me feel like the process. Like I, I liked making songs more than playing video games. So that's a pretty powerful thing for anyone who plays video games. If you, if you enjoy something more than video <laughs> games, then 
it's something special there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew I had a talent for it, and um, I had a gift that I had that I felt I needed to share with the world. So um, that's when I started to get more serious and produce more music and stuff like that. So would you say that was when you came out with that first single then, or? That was a part of the pro. Uh, yeah. So when I came out with Kill, um, way back in 2014, I was pretty certain I wanted to produce music. I didn't know what my career would look like. I knew it would would I wanted to be something in music. Um, uh, and at a certain point, I produced a remix for an artist named Spiffy Man, um, uh, called Farewell, and that song just soared it just sky took off and it's still one of my most popular tracks yeah it's still one of my most popular tracks um which to me as the person who made the song it's kind of baffling to me because the song could be mixed better from a production standpoint but it's still a good song so so um so that song kind of led you led you into spiffy recordings Yes, so that's how I got connected with um, Spiffy Recordings, which is the label I release with now. Um, and uh, it got me connected to Progly, who is the vocalist on that track. Like her, me, her, her boyfriend, my brother, and I went to an Above and Beyond concert in a snowstorm um, at the uh, out in Camden, like a long time ago. That was uh, quite a night, but yeah like i that's look that's the other cool thing with music is you connect with all these different people and progly went coincidentally also went to my school so that was easy to connect with her um but the label has brought that label has brought some interesting connections that's the thing that that's the thing with like music and whatever um career you pursue um you don't know what kind of connections you'll make um, like for example with Spiffy Recordings I got connected to Progly who coincidentally went to my school and then Spiffy Recordings signed an artist named Stasis who coincidentally lives in Philadelphia like 20 minutes away from where we live here mm-hmm. um, and we linked up um, and him and I are doing a back-to-back set in two weeks for a live stream. So Jesse, yeah, Jesse Free, Jesse Freeland, also known as Stasis, very good producer. Um, a lot of good talent on that label. Always looking for more, more good talent. Um, okay, it's a very genuine group of people, which is not common when it comes to labels in the music industry. Um, I guess, you know, now, you know, you're, you're getting ready to sit down to, to make something new. Where does that inspiration come from? Like, how do you, it's kind of like, oh, I just finished this song. How do I start a new song? Like, how do you, what's your approach or like, what do you do? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's different every time. Um. And if you talk to producers and songwriters in the industry, they'll all have a different answer to this question. Um, For me personally, the songs come in different forms. 
sometimes I'll start with the chorus. I'll write the chorus first mm-hmm. and then write the rest of the song around the chorus. Sure. Sometimes I'll start with a drum beat and then write a melody to the drum beat or a chord progression. Or sometimes I'll just have, like the song I started yesterday, all I had was a melody. Mm-hmm. And I built everything else around that melody because it was a really catchy melody. Um, uh, there's just so many, so many ways to build out a song that um, it keeps it interesting because this song and for me this song ends up turning into something completely different based on how it started um like if i started with a chord progression the song is going to turn out to be more emotional um and probably progressive if it starts out with a melody it's it's uh if it starts out with a really catchy melody it's going to turn into being it's going to leverage that melody a lot but it's going to like kind of be creative throughout <laughs> oh shit this is what go, happens when you make a template in this goddamn thing. just get go to good just mute the track mute the third track I'm trying to find it yeah just mute the third track just uh, click, which the, one click is the it? number yeah i got it <laughs> um Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, that that, that particular song I wrote for you. Well, I was literally just going to say, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, because, you know, just like how you're saying, like, something could change, like, you know, if you're thinking about one thing and then you start doing it, and then it's, like, comes out, like, completely different. So, so yeah, I mean... I knew, like, for my song, my intro song, I think I wanted, like, heavy bass. (laughs) Like, here I am. Yeah, like, you gave me, you gave me, like, a laundry list of things that you wanted in it. But for me, like, it was definitely hard to, like, I kind of, like, had it in my head from, like, other examples of, like, like, kind of clips of things of what I heard that I liked. But, I mean, it was hard to really put that into perspective of like this is what i actually want because you can't look inside my brain (laughs) but the first round um that's like yeah yeah like come upstairs like here it is i got it and like okay yeah and he plays it and it's like it's like space music this is supposed (laughs) to be a ufo sound (laughs) so it was like ufo like alien like bass drum i was like (laughs) (laughs) like i'm like um let's take this out but it was nice like to work together on it because I'm like no not this but this and then he'd be like bloop and then like throw it in and I'm like yeah I like that and then how about like someone's like I don't know I think we tried like a voice but like I don't think I think it, it could have been an option but it didn't um, fit and then we just kept trying and then before you know we're like yeah like this is it and for me at least like the more I continue on it the more I'm like, wow, I like this, but then I like this, but then I like this. And so I'm like, okay, this is it. Let's, that's it. Like, let's not like go any further. Cause I know I feel like I would like change my mind. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I know I've been through the songwriting process so many times that I know exactly how that, how that pans out. Like you think 
especially you t- you gave me like a list of criteria and i yeah. made and i made a song based on that but you didn't like it because you didn't quite know what you you didn't quite know what you were like expecting to hear but as right. you started to hear that's another that's another part of the songwriting process where i gain inspiration for songs is you started to hear certain sounds that i started to play um and you were like oh i like that let's keep exploring this and that's kind of how that's kind of how like i write music too like i'll hear a sound or something like that and be like oh i like this i want to explore it more and then that turns into something so um what would you say like how long i guess now since you've been i feel like practicing more if that's the right word to really use for this kind of thing but i feel like practicing is kind of like a little generalized for like kind of any kind of hobby that you want to get better at or something so now that you've been doing it like so regularly for a while now how long does it take you to make a a new song mind you he has a a full-time job (laughs) (laughs) Um, one song probably takes me on average eight hours from start to finish. Um, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. It depends. Um, rarely I'll get a song that takes me like two weeks to finish just because I'm really meticulous about something or other. But like perfect example, um, the song I did yesterday, I spent four hours on and Mm -hmm. now it's half finished pretty much and yeah. all i have like the the chorus is made the verses are made i just need to finish the second chorus and the outro um so as i started to uh get practiced more with producing i got faster at it and um which is which is great which is better because from a songwriting perspe- perspective because when you have an idea in your head you don't you want to get it out as fast as possible before it flies away Mm -hmm. um because if you if you think like a creative you know that if you have a pretty pretty bomb ass idea like it's it's a temporary feeling and if you don't get it recorded it's gonna it's gonna leave forever you mentioned in that song that you um to me when i say mention because wasn't discussed on this episode um in case people are like what are you talking about um you're saying like you might want to add vocals Mm -hmm. to it so um i guess maybe tell a little bit about like how how that process works as far as like finding someone that you know would fit for this song Mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's a whole other animal in itself so sometimes i'll purposely write songs that i know i want to have vocals on um and being able to find artists that will work with you on some songs is difficult to begin with but um when you cultivate relationships with different um singers and songwriters and rappers whatever mm-hmm um you you and you find like a special relationship with someone you start to make like good music together um because when there's chemistry with you and another artist 
um, you create better art. Um, so this particular song, I have a rapper friend that I'm going to, hopefully he'll vibe with it and he'll want to do it, but there's a chance that he'll listen to it. Music's a very personal experience, so there's a chance he'll listen to it and, and he'll pass on it just because he doesn't vibe with it. Um, but, and that's okay because I would, if he, if he, uh, loved it, mm -hmm. then that's great. But if he didn't love it, then he wouldn't be, he wouldn't put as much heart into it. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that can go anyway. Like you can write the lyric, like the, I'll make the song and I'll, the demo and I'll send it to a vocalist and see if they vibe with it. And the vocalist might write a top line for it or I'll write the top line for it. Um, it can go any which way, but usually I, I start with the creating the beat, but sometimes I've been in writing sessions where we just start with piano and then, yeah. and then I make the beat around the piano and the beat vocals. The la, yeah. la, la, la. So you can build the song from the ground up, from the top down. Doesn't doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, what about like now and moving forward? Like, how do you educate yourself on maybe? just like on um, music in general how to get better maybe like a technique or incorporating something different maybe that you haven't done before so like how do you keep keep up to date with all of that now what does that look like um well first and foremost i always stay a student no matter what level of skill i am i'm always trying to learn um trying to learn new techniques and different sounds and always like think about think about fresh ideas with music um that could be evolutionary but um i have gotten formal training from um online online teachers like Hyperbits. uh uh nico codiulis is a piano course that taught me how to play piano nico um and also i've i took a mastering course on how to master music professionally um, I've had a lot of training um, over time. Over time, um, probably a college education's worth. So okay. So I, I basically have two bachelor's degrees, but one it's, the music one is unofficial. <laughs> so you mentioned mastering. Why don't you just explain, maybe in layman's terms, of what that really means, in case any of the listeners don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So in layman's terms, mastering prepares audio for commercial listening. So to dig into that a little deeper, when a artist records their songs, they'll record them um, and mix the elements together, like the guitar, the bass, the drums, and then they'll send this, it's called the mix. They'll send the mix to the mastering engineer and the mastering engineer is basically polishing it and making it louder so that when you hear it on Spotify or on final or CD or whatever, it is, um, it sounds its best for that format. So that's what the purpose of the mastering engineer is for. Got it. Cool. 
Um, okay. And then what about, um, is there like an artist that you like admire or how do you, who do you kind of look up to? Um, well, even today I still look up to Skrillex because he's an incredible producer just from the get go. Um, also an incredible mix engineer and just all around producer. Um, other artists I really look up to are a part of the Injuna Deep and Injuna Beats label. Prana is one very good producer and songwriter. Um, yeah. Um, Seven Lions was also a big uh, influence in the shape of my sound. Uh, yeah, Above and Beyond. Above and Beyond is a pretty big influence. Um, their songs, some of their songs tend to sound pretty simple. But if you really dice, the one thing I like about their music is that if you really dissect it, dissect it and go into like the chords they chose and the melodies they chose and stuff like that, it's actually really clever. So, okay. um, some, sometimes I had this conversation with my brother the other day when I was talking about, we were talking about how there's different kinds of music, um, that's made for different kinds of listening. Um, and for example, some music like pop, a lot of pop music is uh, made for more um, surface level listening. So it's more basic and you get the melody, you get the mm -hmm. chord, you get everything, all the essentials up front. Um, and there's some music like kind of like classical music and house music and stuff like that that's written um, for more minute details so like for more deep listening so if you were to put headphones on and like close your eyes and listen to the song you would hear a lot of different things going on that you wouldn't hear if you just played something on a bluetooth speaker mm -hmm. and I, I would say even listening in general when you're actually listening to the instruments that when you're kind of telling yourself like focus on the drums and then you only hear the drums it's kind of like i don't know i just remember just having played the drums and violin things like that that i don't know you kind of appreciate it and you you know how to like close everything else out so you can hear literally this only instrument playing so it's kind of like mm -hmm. just like a a different way to listen so you focus your attention yeah. in on it exactly yeah and that's that's something that I, I feel like not a lot of people get the uh, pleasure of doing nowadays with music is in order to listen to that kind of music that has more deeper listening you actually have to give the song your entire attention so you can't be browsing the internet while listening to music or doing chores you have to sit there and kind of like listen to the music yeah yeah and i don't know it if it's because that i've played instruments that 
and sure, I don't do it all the time, but like every now and then I'm like, wow, and just like kind of listening and focusing a little bit more than maybe I normally would. So I don't know if someone that hasn't played an instrument ever, if they ever think to listen like that. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I definitely think that if you have some kind of familiarity with music, like how it's made, you can listen to the intricacies into it. Because for me, it's like, wow, I really like that beat or like something that's like a little unique. And then for me, I like focus in on that. And then and then I'm like, Matt, why don't you add this like, like almost like a hi-hat, like, you know. Or a beep beep. Or a beep beep, yeah. I told him to put a beep beep in that song. And I cut it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's right here. And then I cut it because I didn't like how it sounded. <laughs> but you didn't tell me. And now we're playing it with friends in the car. On oh, Spotify. Yeah. On Spotify. Uh, as yeah. it's published. You're I like, was like, where's the beep beep? Yeah. <laughs> no beep beep. You, and then I was pissed. <laughs> you were like, you were like, this is the beep beep song. Like, listen, listen. You were like getting really hyped, and then the song was playing, and you didn't hear the beep beep, and you're How like, where's rude. the beep beep? And How I'm like, rude. oh, I removed it. <laughs> the he song didn't is tell called. Me. The song is called Liberosis. If anyone wants to actually listen to the final, final version. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, how about um. What about the advice you would give to aspiring artists? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. That's kind of a loaded question. Um, aspiring producers like me or just like artists in general? Sure. Producers. Maybe, well, like, they're first starting out, like, fuck, this is fucking hard as shit. Like, how am I supposed to do this? I work full time. I have a cat. I have a girlfriend. Well, if you're, <laughs> if you're tr- d- struggling with those dilemmas, I would say that life is about priorities and trade-offs. Okay. So, um... If you really want to do music, you have to sacrifice... Something has to be sacrificed in order for you to make time for that. So, I've made sacrifices for my music. So, um, I'm just going to say, everybody's situation is unique. So, you have to think about what what has got to give uh, when it comes to that. But if you are truly passionate about music, you will make time for it. Um, and if you constantly find yourself not making time for it, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're lazy. Yeah, maybe you're lazy. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, like, I feel it too. Sometimes you, um, have a really hard time sitting down and writing something. Uh, sometimes the hardest part is just starting. So once you start, like, perfect this happens all the time for me yesterday i didn't feel like writing music at all but i just opened up the software and started playing a little all i had in my session was just the melody just a or whatever yeah uh, and 
right when I heard that melody, an idea came to my head, and I was like, oh, then I started filling the stuff, and then all of a sudden, four hours passed, and I have half a song made. So it's just, you, it, sometimes the hardest part is just getting going. I will say, just being on the other side, if you will, um, you know, if you're living with a significant other or or not, but you are in relationship, just obviously, I don't know if this is common sense, I'm very like logical thinker, you know? So, shocker, but make sure you tell your significant other like how important this is for you that this isn't just like yeah i just like lights of my music and yeah mm-hmm. yes like no like this is what i want to do so like obviously you have to start somewhere so just make sure you set time for that but then you're also like obviously spending time with your significant other too because then then they're not going to be there Mm -hmm. so there are things in your life that are non-negotiable and for me i made sure dana knew that music was something that was non-negotiable for me like i it was a must-have so if you're with someone who doesn't support that uh, give them the bird. Do you? <laughs> you you got it's like this is such a this is such a deep question and extremely personal to anyone's situation. But if um you have to ask yourself in that moment, what do I appreciate more, like your significant other, or do you appreciate music more? And if you can't, if your significant other is becoming an obstacle in pursuing what you believe in, then that's, um, that's a situation you need to get out of ASAP. Well, I would say having more of a deeper conversation first, if you haven't. If you haven't already, If you haven't yes. had a conversation, then you need to have that. It's yes. <laughs> this is assuming you've um, actually tried to talk to them. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it also could be, I won't get too much because we're going to wrap it up, but, you know, maybe your significant other doesn't have any hobbies. So he or she, like, really can't relate because it's like, well, I have all this time. It sounds like a really up. lame person. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a stick figure. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't have any hobbies, get some hobbies. They'll help yeah. you. They'll help you. Your life will significantly improve. Um, yeah, so whatever that is. Um, yeah. But really, just be mindful of each other um, living together or, or not yet. Um, and I would like to think that that person would still make time for you. It just might not be as the same um same amount of time as maybe like it would have been if they weren't trying to do like this push with music or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. so cool cool well that's our first interview oh yeah um Okay, so I will just give you one cool fact, my friends. In total... The sky is blue. 
across the web, the internet, um, Sonics has over two million streams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. People actually like my stuff. <laughs> million people. Two million. Million. Sorry. Let's say that right. <laughs> All right, you I was like Spanglish and then I was like, oh, that's not Spanish. Okay. Um, cool. So um, you're asking me where you can listen? No problem. So what you want to do is go to sonics.com. That's S-A-U-N-I-K-S dot com. So Matt has all of his links there. So many different ways you can listen. Spotify, SoundCloud. All the uh, rest other, is there. Other music services I have. So yeah. much more. Oh, mm. yeah. I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Fabulous. And you're on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. So all the... All the... Social. Freaking social medias. <laughs> all right. And be sure to listen to this episode on thebigdamepodcast.com slash podcast. If you have any questions, just stay on the website. Just go to the contact section, okay? Just send me a little message. Like, yo, I want to be interviewed, yo. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Give you a little background check. (laughs) Um, (laughs) make sure you're not a murderer (laughs) and you know you can follow me on facebook and instagram and yeah if you feel like leaving a nice review for me please do you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash the big dane podcast i know why did i make the name of my podcast so long i don't know but Hey, want to be sure you knew it was a podcast. Duh. All right. All right. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're ready to just kick off the new year with some fabulous music inspiration. And we'll see you next week. All right, yeah. my friends. Peace out. See you. See you. Have a great week.